Hey everyone, welcome to the Wicked Ones Podcast. This is Jen. And this is Tara. And we are opening season two. This is episode one. So excited to be here. I know. It feels like we've just been gone forever. It feels like forever. It's really been a long break. Uh, And we're opening up, obviously it's back to school season, and we were talking, and no matter how old your kid is, whether they're going to kindergarten or college, Mm -hmm. there's things on your mind and things that you need to remember. So we decided that we were going to talk about sororities and fraternities and, uh-huh. maybe, and rush week maybe rush and, week. Uh-huh. And Tara took it to a whole nother level from what <laughs> I, I hear. Did. You know I like to go rogue. I, so, yes, I started down that road of uh, trying to find a frat or sorority theme story, but somehow I found my way into this group of people and I couldn't help but just I had to keep going. I had to research it. I want to talk about it because I can't believe I hadn't heard of this before. And I feel like it's something that people should really be aware of. And there's a, there, I mean, it, it did all start with a sorority and it does have a little bit to do with keeping our kids safe. But at the same time, I apologize because I feel like this type of story is one where <sighs> usually I, I have a clear cut thought of this is really going to help people learn about this or stay out of this situation or, you know, be aware because of X, Y, Z. But in this story, it's really one of those situations where you really can't prepare for something like this. Unfortunately, it's just something that happens and it's why people are terrified to go to the movies and go to a carnival and do all those fun things that we shouldn't fear for our lives when we're doing them. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it's exactly. I. And so I'm just going to terrify you today, basically. Thank you. So, Jen, have you heard of the term incel before? I heard it, but I didn't pay any attention. Right, so I didn't either. I'm sure I've heard it a million times. But I didn't know what it meant, so I just kind of, you know, kept about my day. Our days are busy. I don't always have time to click on that headline or mm-hmm. d- dive into that story or look at that news, you know. I'm. But this is, a new, is an abbreviation for involuntary celibates, okay? It's a term coined for men who have an inability to find a romantic partner and in many cases are virgins, and they say not by choice. This group's ideology promotes hatred and violence toward women who they perceive to be ignored by and also a hatred for the men who date them. So they've coined this term chads and stacies, which is like a slang term for basically men and women with active sex lives. Like normies is another term for Mm -hmm. them. People that are, I guess, live a normal life and they struggle to fit in. Hmm. I didn't know what that meant. Very interesting. Me neither. And I, so, like I told you, originally I was looking into sororities and different things, so I couldn't help but notice, like, all the news articles discussing, you know, TikTok's obsession with Alabama Rush Week. Did you see all that? I heard about it. I haven't watched anything. I counted on Kelly to send me my TikToks. Mm -hmm. Kelly, I need those Bamas. And (laughs) she, I haven't gotten any of those recently. I told her about it, and she, like, laughed. I'm like, no, really, I'm waiting for them. (laughs) <laughs> right. Send them like, over. Because I don't have TikTok. You... She just, I live through TikTok. I don't either. I, li- I live TikTok through Kelly. She sends me all the pertinent information. That's hilarious. Well, I mean, I hear they have like outfit of the week and it's really, I mean, we're talking millions of people are watching these TikToks like enamored with their Rush Week shenanigans. So. I didn't even know what the hashtag for outfit of the week was. Stella uh, had to tell me. I did look that up. I, I did. I did know that first. I didn't which know is that. Well, and this was like a couple years crazy. ago when. I saw the hashtag. She was like, mom. Oh, God. Yeah. I just learned about it last week. I had no idea. scrubs and yoga pants. <laughs> I have no idea what outfit I'm I don't know what I'm going to wear until the morning of. Um, but, but so this group of, of men, they find themselves on these online forums, okay? So, I mean, obviously the internet's connected people, but there's these small, like, cells and groups of people out there on the dark web and... I don't even know, right? Al-Qaeda. Do you Google and... dark web? I know that sounds really <laughs> off the wall, but I, I hear of the dark web, know. but I don't know how to get there. I, I don't need to get there, right. but how do you... I automatically I assume that I would never find my way there, and that if I did, I'd be just, like, scarred for life, so I don't even attempt to go there. But the sad thing is, with this group, it's just a click away. I mean, you can go into any, like, 
So when I was looking at it, and some of these sh- these sites have been shut down, but there was one called um, puahate.com, which means pickup artist hate is what that stands for. Other sites called like Forever Alone, even Reddit discussion groups mm-hmm. are also I could see that. a place where these incels can go and find like-minded individuals. Again, like I said, they're mostly young white males going through the same issues and in most cases, thankfully, these guys are harmless. They're just they just want a place to belong and to be heard and a place where they feel safe talking about their insecurities, I think. So I mean, for the most part, they're just guys that are I think happy to find other people that are dealing with the same situation or f- having a hard time fitting into society. So that's okay, but right. unfortunately, there's always those select few people who are fueled by the comments and they find validation um, that they need among their peers. And then, in their own twisted minds, they prepare to go out into the world and have this deadly plan of attack or revenge yeah, against. They're not. These- so they're not. Coming together to make a plan to better their lives. No. They're coming together for destruction. Correct. Like, even for the people who are, as I say, quote-unquote, harmless and just wanting a place to belong, this is not going to help them. Mm -hmm. They really need to talk to somebody. So this kind of comes to, um, what is it? Like, they have these groups. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Like, you find these groups when you have, like, an illness or a sickness. A support group. So a support group. So sometimes support groups are toxic because they don't allow you to move forward and you just keep just complaining and living in whatever terrible feelings that you're feeling. So, like, I've found that support groups need sometimes a leader. Like a moderator. That can... Yeah lift these people out of the darkness because mm-hmm. otherwise they just right. fester in that and you know those bad emotions interesting that you say that because I was I mean I went down so many different rabbit holes so you're gonna remind me of things that I didn't write down to talk about that's one of them was just that these groups they're not like other groups where they're I mean literally they are saying this is a this is a form of domestic terrorism okay so Law enforcement's aware. They're keeping an eye on these things. But it's not like your typical terrorist group who has a leader and they have a plan and you can find the plan and somebody can, like, somehow weasel their way into these groups as, like, a spy of sorts or, you know, law enforcement somehow has their their people. (laughs) I imagine, like, this huge group of people who are, like, hackers who find their way into the dark web and they get into these groups and these discussions and they figure out what's going on and hopefully they stop these things before they happen and we just don't hear about them that's my optimism i mean that there's there's people out there you know like you know the jack reaches of the world that are like i feel like ava's sitting across from me right now and i'm like ava no no but for real like somebody has to be keeping an eye on these things and stopping them before they happen that's a whole nother podcast yes i agree but right I mean, I hope. And so the problem here with this group is there there are no leaders. There are no, it's just basically like you said, kind of a support group for people who fester. And then finally somebody just like goes completely rogue and. Acts just, out all the nasty things they've been talking about. Absolutely. And then you have no idea how to stop this person because they don't tell you what's going to happen until an hour before it happens. That's what I'm going to talk about today. And I had no idea that insulism was motive for some of the more recent mass killings that I remember hearing about on the news. I knew of the shootings. One was near FSU campus. Do you remember the one? It was in 2018, and it was at a hot yoga studio in Tallahassee. Do you remember? It was, like, right near FSU. Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, watching the news article, and I saw, like, mass killings, and I thought it actually reminded me of Bundy. Remember? That was where he attacked the sorority house. That was what I first thought of, but then I was clicking on it, and I thought, oh, okay, this guy walks into a hot yoga studio and just starts shooting people. I also remember the man in Toronto who, I, I know we talked about this the other day, actually, the one who used his van just to yeah, plow into down. people on the sidewalk, right? These He killed 10 people that day. 10 innocent bystanders. Both of those were in 2018. And then do you remember the story that was in the headlines back in 2020? I know it was nothing but COVID and politics, and it's hard to, like, pick out all the stories that were happening in 2020 as a result of that. But I remember this one because it also happened in Toronto. It was a 24-year-old woman. She was a mother. And she was killed by that 17-year-old kid that had a sword and went into the massage parlor. 
Do you remember seeing that I on the news? That one. It caught my attention because a sword is not your typical weapon. But I had no idea that all of these events were linked by a common thread, a deep-seated hatred for women, and they were all known to be acts of terrorism. I mean, they were tried as terrorists. This incel movement, a rebellion that they're talking about. Like, I had no clue. I mean, I remember hearing the stories, but I didn't know why these people did what they did. Usually I'm like, oh, God, another mass shooting. That's Yeah, but they're just mad because they can't get a date, so then they're going to kill women. Yeah, pretty much. It's just, I mean, that's putting it mildly, but yeah. It's I mean, pretty it's much like, like whole, it sounds like, that's what it sounds like. Or they're just blaming, they're they're already an extremist and they just want to blame someone. Does that make sense? Like, I don't know. They need an excuse to act yeah. out. I mean, who knows? But today I'm going to talk to you about this extremely troubled 22-year-old college kid named Elliot Roger. Have you heard of him? Mm-mm. He is known for the 2014 Isla Vista killings, which was a deadly rampage, basically all caused by his twisted views of humanity. I'm not really sure. You'll see what I mean when I tell you a little bit more, but I'm going to actually start in the beginning. So Elliot Oliver Robertson Roger was born July 24th, 1991 in London, moved to L.A. when he was five years old so his father, Peter, a British filmmaker, could pursue his career in Hollywood. His mother was Malaysian Chinese. And she worked as a nurse on a few of the film sets and was also a research assistant for a film company. So, I mean, it just kind of made sense, right, that his family moved to L.A. and kind of entrenched themselves into the the film industry. He also had a younger sister, Georgia. And then when his parents divorced when he was eight, his father remarried a Moroccan actress that he had met. And then he would eventually gain a stepbrother as well. Despite being in therapy since he was eight years old, he was never diagnosed with a mental illness, but he was diagnosed with PDD, which showed him as being on the spectrum, right? So it it was suspected that he had Asperger's. And as I was researching another site on Wiki about incels, I clicked on one that highlighted link that stated, this is what it said, Asperger's syndrome is an autism spectrum disorder, ASD, that can contribute to someone's inceldom, which kind of shocked me that they would use the term inceldom in the definition, but again, this page was discussing incels in society, so they were being pretty specific. Yes. That was one of the things that I had found when I was researching some of the stories of the people who said they were incels and they had acted out and they were part of these massacres. Um, many of them had been diagnosed with Asperger's as well. I thought that was interesting. very interesting. Further clicking through, I found out that someone with Asperger's often experiences difficulty socializing and blending in. So apparently due to being bad with recognizing expressions and and people, basically these people have the inability to read the room. Like we always tell our kids, like, you guys have to read the room, right? You have to understand. Social cues. Correct. So someone with that inability will also suffer in these social situations, which is really sad. It's really sad was it that I was reading? There was something, something truly wrong with like the brain triggers where they can't see the faces to read the emotions. I mean, it's something super specific. I have no idea how people can study the brain and understand what's going on. But I'd like to note here too, that there is a lot of socially awkward people out there, some on the spectrum as well, and they don't resort to murdering people. Okay. So I'm not saying because you have something or you're on the spectrum that, that you're a danger to society. I am not saying that. I just want to be clear here because I know how... Someone's going to come for you. Yes. (laughs) So let's just keep looking at what happened in this case. But I just wanted you to know that's a factor that possibly contributed to how he personally saw the world. And it's something to keep in mind. Not an excuse for his behavior. So um, by high school, Elliot wrote in his manifesto that he was bullied often. He mentioned that he cried at school by himself on a daily basis. And it was also a time in his life when he found online video games, right? So he became obsessed with World of Warcraft. That was one of his favorites. It's my guess, and I don't think this is, you know, this isn't super insightful here. I'm sure everyone can probably imagine it's, it's probably easier for them to play the games and to be with people online not interacting face-to-face, right? Absolutely. I mean, they're in a comfortable setting where they can hide behind a keyboard and... Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a large part of society as a whole. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's a big problem. 
I mean, people aren't out there socializing. Like, here, let me just newsflash. If you want to meet girls and you want to date and you want to do these things, you actually have to leave the house. I know COVID is here and it's made things a little bit harder, but, right? I mean, what happened to, like, going to a dance or church or the gym or the bar and, like, Well, and it also gives people more confidence to to say things. Mm -hmm. Also because they're behind a screen. So their attitudes are often a lot more cocky and not necessarily like who they... Look at all the trolls on Facebook and everywhere Mm -hmm. else that have some seriously ridiculous conversation. I just had this conversation with Stella last night. I can't even remember how or why when I got home from work. It was late. I was like, you shouldn't be typing or writing anything, posting anything, sharing anything, texting anything that you wouldn't want to read read aloud in a room. Right. Don't do it. Right. It's not, if you can't say it to the person's face aloud in a room, don't write it down, don't put it in a note. And they hide in these chat rooms and on these games because they can, for lack of better terms, run their mouths and say whatever pretend they that there's someone they're not. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, that's just, it's scary, right? It is scary. You never know who you're dealing with. So he, Elliot had detailed in his manifesto as well several times that he had tried to fit in with the cool kids, right? He just never found his place. He seemed to be more interested in fitting in with his peers for the first 13 years of his life, just from what I was like kind of reading. It really, there was really no mention of girls ever being an issue until later on. So it, in the beginning, it mostly just revolved around him discovering that he wasn't a very good athlete. He was weaker than a lot of the other boys, you know, in his grade. He was the shortest kid in his class. Things like that that really became a big problem for him. He said that at this time, he realized that the world had a hierarchy to it. He referred to it as, and he said that he tried and failed to fit in with the cool kids who had style and athletic ability and made friends and eventually later girlfriends easily, and he envied everyone. He was just like this super jealous, envious kid over everything. I mean, just, if you had it and he didn't, he did not like you. We all know people like that. Yeah, and for kids, I think it's really hard. Yeah, it is. Agreed. And I know bullying can be a problem, especially back then. I mean, I feel like we've come a long way, maybe, with bullying and talking about it, but it still happens. And also... Or people are just left out. People are left out. There's, like clicks without even realizing their clicks because I mean we've been places where I mean we've gone to entire concerts and I did not even realize the people that were around us we could have been sitting next to the president but we're so involved in our own happiness and joy not that we purposely ignore the people around us but sometimes you're so you just forget well and you're comfortable with the people that you're with or you know them better so it's easier to just talk to those people right so I I mean it's a hard, yeah. I mean, 13, like that, right. my heart goes out to kids because they're yeah. really trying to find their place. Well, and, and especially brutal. for people who are socially awkward to begin with and don't recognize those cues and don't understand what's going on, they feel like they're always left out, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But really, it's not intentional, like you're saying. So when you started noticing girls al- along with the idea of, like, sex in general at the age of 14 and the fact that others were engaging in these activities and he wasn't, he started to become more obsessed with what he didn't have. And by the way, that terrifies me. 14? Holy shit. No. (laughs) I'm not ready for that. Ah, okay. Elliot attended a few different high schools. His parents seemed to move him around so he could try to find his place and fit in. I just don't think he ever, ever felt like he belonged, right? It was so that it wasn't just, we're going to get through this. It was, we're going to move you to this school. And then we're going to try this We're going to find this school because you didn't like it here. And clearly if we move you, oh gosh. So it didn't, unfortunately, didn't This is just not good. Right, right. I had those kids too in school where they just, they weren't accepted or they did, you know, and then all of a sudden they're going to a new school trying to recreate their new life. But the same thing was happening there because it's not the school. Right. Did you have those kids, too? We had those kids. Yeah, we did. Of course we did. Yeah. So next year when I'm like, we need to switch schools, remind me. (laughs) (laughs) We're not doing that. We're going to get through this. Oh, my God. Um, After graduating in 2009 and briefly attending two local colleges as well, so apparently college didn't work out always. You know, and college is such a different 
atmosphere. It's not like an extension of high school. Like college is completely different. So, wow, you know, two local colleges. Benny ends up moving to Isla Vista in 2011, attending uh, Santa Barbara City College. Okay, beautiful atmosphere, lots of sunshine. I'm sure he had a great apartment. He was set. He was that kid. He could have made his own life. From what I saw, this kid had everything he ever wanted handed to him. It was just the things that he had to work for and the social part of it was that you can't buy that. So I remember, I remember reading that he did have some jobs, but he quit them because he thought he was too smart to be, he was way too intelligent to be working these menial jobs and that were beneath him. That's right. He kind of was, he was obsessed with, he thought, okay, once I get to college, I'm going to have everything that I ever want. I'm going to have, I'm going to be a a billionaire at an early age. I'm going to have beautiful blondes falling, you know, falling at my feet and, he used to buy lotto tickets all the time because he was, like, waiting for this big windfall, right? So that would that would obviously be his money. I'm sure his parents only gave him, like, a stipend. I mean, it talked about how his, like, mom and grandma would send him gift cards and different things that he could use for clothes or whatever. But he didn't have his own money. He just had yeah, what yeah. was allowed, you know, what it was allowed for. But he just wanted the easy way out. He wanted to win the lottery and have a bunch of money and... So do I. Have this life. I know, right? I'm still waiting, buddy. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, you actually act, you had to buy the thing, though. Know. That would require <laughs> me getting out of the car. Right. <laughs> so once he left home, he also stopped his mental health care, and he rejected the medication that they prescribed. He said he did his own research. The meds were all wrong for him. He's not using them. He's starting to isolate himself more and more. It's not a good combination. Well, he knows everything. Correct. So he thought. Jen, when I was reading this, it was all I could do to, to continue to read this this manifesto of sorts that he wrote because I have never in my life read anything so narcissistic and mm-hmm. egocentric and and he thought he was a god. He he didn't understand why women didn't find him attractive because he's like the most magnificent. So he didn't lack self-esteem. That, no, he had Buckets of self-esteem. This kid thought he was amazing. Amazing. Interesting. So he didn't have that lack of self-esteem, which is, right? That's mm. very interesting. Because typically they're like, oh, poor me. I'm a loser. Nobody likes me. No. He was like, what do you not see in me? I'm amazing. Reminds me of that book we read a long time ago. Remember I was told from like a husband's point of view? We read it for a book club, I think. Yeah. Do you remember that? I do remember from, it. From his, where his, he was a narcissist. Yes. And every, he, he wrote it from his point of view and it was insane to read. He loved was, himself so much. Yes. I can't that is exactly it. how this was. You it was disgusting right. to read. They moved to that beach town yeah. and he was like trying to, oh, I remember that. He tried to murder his wife. and It was crazy. It I was, can't remember the name of it. But yes, it was hard to read because. It was so narcissistic mm-hmm. and it was from that incredible like viewpoint of, I just. I can't even go there. Amazing and yeah, yeah, yeah. He says he wasn't able to make friends, but friends and acquaintances at school invited him out and tried to be friendly. But they said that he was very cold toward them. He didn't want any of it. I don't. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, it is. It's very strange. So as things start spiraling more and more out of control, he began acting out on random strangers. In 2011, he threw a cup of coffee at a couple. He was jealous of their easygoing relationship and conversation, so he just walks by and throws coffee on them. Yes. Another time, he threw coffee on two girls who didn't smile at him. And later in 2012, he filled up a super soaker, like squirt gun, with orange juice. And there was a group of people playing kickball, having fun in Gersh Park, which I'm guessing is near campus. He just walks out and starts spraying them down with orange juice. Can you imagine, like, going out and hanging out with your friends and you're playing kickball? You're be so confused. Right? You'd be like, what is going on? Is there, like, squirting you? Like, what is your problem? Right. Right? It's just so bizarre. So bizarre. In his manifesto, he talked about an incident in July of 2013. So in, in, in here, he says this was the kicker. This was the incident that basically catapulted his rage to a new height, triggering the attack that was to come. He goes to this party. So, 
okay? He made an attempt. He went to a party. I was kind of surprised by that, at least. And he tries to talk to some of the girls there. I just wish I knew what this kid was doing and how he was trying to talk to people. You know what I mean? I don't... And I, I, I want the context. Like, what happened? How are you trying to talk to people? Like, what are you doing wrong? You yeah. know? Like, yeah, to be a fly on the wall. Yes. So he goes up to these girls. He tries to talk to them. Apparently, they were up on some kind of a ledge at this party. So it was described to be about 10 foot higher than, I believe, the street. And when the girls mocked him, so he claimed, right? Again, I wish I could have actually been there to see what happened and how it went down. He try, he he gets angry and he tries to push the girls over the ledge. So he's like, tr- they're trying to push these girls. Well, he doesn't succeed. These boys see him and they shove him off the ledge. He falls. He lands. He bra- he. I don't know if he broke his ankle. He hurt his ankle. I just remember he hurt his ankle. So he kind. So they're all you know yelling at him and telling him you know, get the hell out of here. And he actually comes back to get his sunglasses. He's got these, like, $300 sunglasses. Like, you can't just leave those at the party. <laughs> he comes back. They start mocking him and beating him, which, at this point, I would kind of expect it. You just tried to shove a bunch of people over a ledge. Like, what are you What are you doing? Of course you're going to get... Nobody wants you so there. So these are the natural consequences that people can't understand. Yes. Hello. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. You can't I, do A without unfortunately, B. Unfortunately, you should get your ass kicked yeah. if you're going to do something like that. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. His neighbor happened to see him come come back home. He's crying. He's saying that he's going to kill all the men involved. How old is he in this? And then kill himself. At this point, he's 22. Okay, that's what I thought. Well, okay, 2013, he's like 21. Elliot also talks about a girl that he would meet in one of his math classes. He really liked her. He started to get to know her. So he probably sat next to her. She was probably really, you know, friendly to him. I mean, I, I was always friendly to everybody, regardless. So still, I have to tell you to stop Right. Now, I'll talk to anybody. <laughs> like, I'll be friendly with you. If I, if I see you're having a hard time, I'm going to try to help. Like, I just, so I imagine she was probably like that. And I will say it's probably the only time in these 137 pages that on YouTube that I ever actually saw him trying to get to know somebody. Right? Like, he wanted a girlfriend. He wanted to date. He wanted all of this. But I, I didn't see what he was doing to actually figure out how to get there. Yes. Right? So he finds out that she has a boyfriend and he drops his, he drops the class. Then in February of 2014, he actually dropped out of all of his classes. And I don't have the timeline on that math class. I don't know if it was, like, the same time or if he was like, okay, that's it, I give up. But that was just another thing that I noted. On April 30th, his parents come across a few of his disturbing videos on YouTube with this, oh, Jen, this maniacal evil villain laugh and talking about how all the beautiful girls would be punished for not giving him the time of day and how the world wasn't fair and he couldn't enjoy the beauty around him because he was rotting in loneliness. Look at this, it's beautiful. I'm on a hike and it's amazing, but I can't enjoy it because I'm all alone. This is what he talked about on his YouTube videos, Mm -hmm. right? Again, like I told you, he didn't lack self-esteem. He said he was this fabulous, beautiful creature, like the closest thing to a living God, according to the videos, and he doesn't understand what girls don't see in him. I need to see what he looks like. Oh, you'll see what he looks like in just a I minute. I picture it in my head, so I have to see if it matches. Okay. I'm I'm curious to see if it if it matches, too, because I, I had no preconceived notions when I went into that. I was just, wow. His parents are obviously very concerned about these videos. They don't include any specific threats, but it's, it's, ter- it's scary. I'm sure they saw it and were like, what the hell is this kid? What is he doing? Right? So his mom knows he's not going to agree to any kind of mental health assessment or involvement whatsoever. So she immediately contacts his life coach. So he had a life coach. He had therapists. He had... His parents were getting him as much help as they could, it sounds like. Um, but if you don't want the help, you're not and if working you're not on it. willing to take the advice or the medicine, I don't know how. Yeah. yeah. The life coach alerts the mental health hotline, who then calls the police. Okay, so they do. They obviously think whatever was said in these videos is harmful enough to contact law enforcement. Yes. Everyone's very worried. Six deputies. That's a lot for a well check, I think. Right? There had to be some alarm. Yes. Six deputies pay him a well check visit. And they open the door and they're met with like this calm, polite, well-dressed, 
you know, well-spoken, unruffled young man who mm. convinces them that it was just a misunderstanding with his parents, right? Oh, there's just a misunderstanding. You don't have anything to worry about. Everything's fine here. I don't know what my parents are talking about. So they end up leaving. So conniving. They end up leaving. They determine he's not a threat to himself or others, and he didn't meet the criteria for involuntary mental health commitment, like we talk about, right? Like, mm. something's going on. Usually they hold you for 24 hours, and they assess you. They try to figure out, you know. Yeah, you're put on a psych hold. They did not do that. Had the police watch the videos or run a gun check on Elliot, which surprises me because California is known for its stricter gun laws. They would have seen that he, you know, he may not have been as harmless as they thought. So when they, they made a mistake. When you run someone's name, like a law enforcement, I'm curious what comes up. Like, Are they a gun holder? Are they? I would think, yeah. If there's like, a way to run the gun, like. This person purchased it on this date, and this was the gun purchased, right? Don't you think? Well, I mean, like, I just wonder, too, like, does it tell you if this person has a Floyd card or if this person, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. does it give you what kind of background you get on a person when, when law enforcement? Or are there different databases that you have to search for? Like, do I need to search this database for what cars he owns and this database if he owns guns and this database? Right, 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 right. Like, how much effort do you have to put in to or look at all these Or do you even things? have access... Or do you even have access to know if they went to a shooting range or if they, you know, that yeah. kind of a thing? Because I mean, if you're a That's registered a gun owner, that should be, I mean, when I would feel like it would be valuable information for law enforcement. To know before you get there? Yes. Yeah. Like, you it think. should come up and say, like, this person has an AK-47 and, Correct. you know, a 9 millimeter. Very good point. I never really thought about that. And I don't know why I didn't think about that, but I didn't. But right? You're right. If yeah. I'm pulling up to a yeah. house for a domestic dispute or something, if the person who owns this It'd be home, nice to know they had an arsenal in their, like, guest room. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> like a... So I'm curious how, how they figured that out. That's something we should look into. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. We will we'll update you guys on that. Some of you probably already know. Just tell us. Just write in so we don't have to look it up. Okay. So in just a few weeks on Memorial Day weekend would be his self-proclaimed day of retribution, where he ends up killing seven people, including himself, and injuring 14 others. It's terrifying. It's so sad. It's terrifying, and it's very sad. On May 23rd, 2014, Elliot stabbed his roommates one at a time as they came home. And they, they they kind of determined that based on how they found the bodies and the fact that there was, like, blood in the hall and a bloody towel in the bathroom. and some t- It looked like he had maybe tried to clean up the mess to make it look like, like, nothing to see here. Come on in, you know? And yeah. He so wouldn't he, notice the first one was already attacked. Right, right. Like, you wouldn't be, like, alarmed at what's going on here. So he attacks them apparently one, one at a time as they come home home and then also another man that just happened to be visiting the apartment at the time. Weihan Wang, 20, Chang Yuan Hong, 20, and George Chen, 19. After leaving their bodies behind, Elliot headed to Starbucks for a triple vanilla latte and he started to work on his laptop and his BMW in the parking lot. He emailed his 137-page manifesto, which It's kind of, like I told you, it's kind of like an autobiography of sorts. It was titled My Twisted World. Reading through it, I mean, he started from, like, birth to, I mean, I told you, I was on, like, page 20, and I was on, like, fourth grade, I think. He's he he, It was a serious autobiography. I mean, you can still find it. You can read it if you're interested. He emails this to 34 people, including his therapist, his parents, other family members, former teachers, and childhood friends. It was also interesting. He had a lot of things to say about... I mean, he remembered everybody's name from, like, grade school. He put them in this manifesto. Like, oh, I remember the cool kids were... And it was, like, listed. And this was my friend. Her name was this. Her parents did this. They got divorced. Like, I was thinking, like, good God. This is probably a terrible comparison. But do you remember, was it, like, Billy Madison, where the guy has, like, a list of people he's going to kill that was like me no 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 no. so it wasn't like a like a list like that no but that what it reminds me of was like oh, do you remember I mean, kind of, yeah like, like he that list he had everything. like he had like the names of all the people yeah. that like had done him wrong or whatever like in he was school, like this, this friend would come over and play more with my sister and i hated him for it and i was jealous and then this friend you know they rooted him on when we were playing this video game and not me and pokemon cards jen it's all in there 
if you asked me to write a biography or an autobiography, I don't know that I would have much to say about that early of, of a time. I don't remember who I played with. I don't remember their names. I have no clue what we did. I only remember what people told me for the most part. Like, hey, we did this on this vacation. I don't remember specifics, but he clearly did. I hardly remember in middle school and high school. No, it's all a blur. It's all a blur. But, I mean, that just gives you another insight into, like, how he saw things. I mean, he... It's very interesting how, like, they talk about how he... The lack of ability for, like, social cues and reading a room, but yet he could remember all of that. Mm -hmm. So almost like... You can hear it, you can see it, you can feel it, you experienced it, but he couldn't adjust to it because mm-hmm. it just wasn't working for him. Like, it just didn't go his way. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, I do. It's like, it's almost like he tried so hard that he remembered all of this, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's really, that's even sadder. Yeah. I don't even know how to, no, it's a, I don't know. Ugh. God. Again, like I said, that could be a whole nother podcast. So... He uploads his final retribution video on YouTube, which is up and it's still out there, which I was kind of surprised. I'm going to play that for you now. Okay. Yeah. I need to. Yeah. I want, I want everyone to hear it, but I want you to see. So give me one second here and I'll. Okay. So I'm going to let you hit play. Elliot Roger here. That's about what I imagined. This is my last video. It all has to come to this. It's like a young pageant baby. Tomorrow is the day of retribution. The day in which I will have my revenge against humanity. Against all of you. For the last eight years of my life, ever since I've hit puberty, I've been forced to endure an existence of loneliness, rejection, and unfulfilled desires. All because girls have never been attracted to me. Girls gave their affection and sex and love to other men, but never to me. I feel like I'm watching a audition. Still a virgin. Thank you. Yes. Kissed a girl. I've been through college for two and a half years, more than that actually, and I'm still. A virgin. It has been very torturous. College is the time when everyone experiences those things such as sex and fun and and pleasure. But in those years, I've had to rot in loneliness. It's not fair. You girls have never been attracted to me. I don't know why you girls aren't attracted to me. But I will punish you all for it. It's an injustice, a crime, because I don't know what you don't see in me. I'm the perfect guy. And yet you throw yourselves at all these obnoxious men. No, that's Instead of me. Wow. The yeah. supreme gentleman. The supreme gentleman. Yeah. Interesting that you picked that Punish out. all of you for it. <laughs> the laugh. On the day of retribution, I am going to enter the hottest sorority house of UCSB. And I will slaughter every single spoiled, stuck-up, blonde slut I see inside there. Only blondes? All those girls that I've desired so much, they would have all rejected me and looked down upon me as an inferior man if I ever made a sexual advance towards them. That's crazy, right? What did you think? Well, it was very dramatic and it almost is, I don't want to call it almost comical, but it is because I feel like he's like auditioning for a part. It's very exaggerated and very... Yeah. Like I said, it was very Patrick Bateman. Like he was trying out for like the American Psycho 2. Like him as a younger in the younger years or yes, something like yes, that. I mean I, I was agree. it was very wow. almost like unbelievable that it's real right. like if I saw that I would have been like what a tool yeah well it's interesting that you remember that you picked out that one part I a lot of people did the supreme gentleman I'll tell you I'll tell you about that later 
Around 9.15, Elliot knocked on the door of the Alpha Phi sorority house, but no one answered. One of the pledges heard him pounding for several minutes before he stopped, and then she described as six to seven gunshots were fired, a woman was screaming, and then three more shots could be heard. At this point, Elliot went back to his car, and with the window down, he leaned out and he shoots Veronica Weiss, 19, and Katie Cooper, 22 both who would sadly succumb to the gunshot wounds, and they, they didn't make it. He also hit Bianca DeCock as the girls were walking past the sorority house. And Bianca did survive. The first 911 call came in at 927 by a man named Spencer. Less than 30 seconds later, deputies who had actually heard the shots, I guess, so I don't know what was going on where police presence was there, but they start running towards the house. So he then, he's in his car, he guns it into a turn and he starts driving. He's shot into a closed coffee shop. So I think he just shot like one bullet in and it was, luckily it was closed. There's nobody there. And then he starts shooting at a group of people standing outside um, the Ivy Deli Mart. And now that I'm looking at that, I don't know if that's Roman numerals or <laughs> what that is. Ah. Hopefully I'm saying that right. So then the friends run into the shop to take cover but Christopher Michaels Martinez turns to look out the door to get a look at the car, and he's shot in the chest. Oh. I know. He's shot multiple times into the deli, and he hits Christopher seven times. So Michaels Martinez would sadly become Elliot's sixth victim as he succumbed to his wounds and died at the scene. Rogers continued driving and shooting out of his window at people nearby and swerving to hit pedestrians, skateboarders, and bikers in his path. He was just trying to take out as many people as he could. As he drove past Little Acorn Park, he exchanged fire with three deputies, and at this point, he's injured. He, he takes a bullet to the hip. Police keep pursuing, and at 9.35, he crashes into a parked car. The entire terrifying event takes place in about eight minutes. Eight minutes. Imagine that. Like, that's so fast. And approximately, they said, 55 9mm rounds were fired. As I mentioned previously, 14 people were left injured by gunshot wounds or by being hit by his car, and six people were left dead, not including Roger, who was found in the driver's seat after the crash, and he was dead. He died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head, and they found his black Sig Sauer pistol laying next to him. Uh, they also found another pistol and two knives, along with 500 more live rounds of ammo in the car. My God. When they searched it. Yeah, so he had plan to just rampage yes uh in his apartment they also found several more knives including what's known as a zombie killer it's like this 10 inch fixed blade and an 18 inch machete along with his manifesto printed out and his diary on the last page it reads and i quote this is it in one hour i will have my revenge on this cruel world i hate you all die Elliot has stated in his manifesto that his ideal world would consist of concentration camps in which he would quarantine all women, starving them to death while he watched from his enormous tower that he had built for himself. This makes me so sad. Yeah. Uh, he dreamed of, and I quote, a pure world, one where the man's mind can develop to greater heights than ever before. Future generations will live their lives free of having to worry about the barbarity of sex and women which will enable them to expand their intelligence and advance the human race to a state of perfect civilization. I think he forgot somewhere along the line that there will be no future generations if there are no women, but that was... Minor detail. Right? Minor, minor. Minor detail. detail. But we're talking about a crazy lunatic, so he He's probably... got, like, some... I don't want to say sexual fetish, but I feel like this is less about having friends... And more about, like, some sort of sexual crisis. It could be. I mean, when I was watching some of the videos, a lot of the comments said, dude probably didn't get girls because he, I thought he was gay. I, so that was a lot of the comments. A lot of the, the people, like, immediately perceived before he even really started, like, talking or saying much. Like, they just thought that was his sexual preference. So, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Because even in that video, it wasn't like about like not having friends or it was just about being a virgin and never being kissed and never being able to allow the pleasures of and to fulfill his desires it oh, wasn't yeah. like i didn't have a bro club 
Like, right. they didn't have, right. have, you know, it wasn't. No, you're right. And who talks like that? I psychopaths i don't know yeah. that was i mean some of the words like i will slay and i will take to the streets and i will gleefully watch and i will try to lure people in with trickery i'm like what are you talking about this is like again it reminds me of some kind of movie yeah like anime of sorts i just very scary it is and sad it's very sad i don't know i mean i could go on and on guessing but God damn it. People praise this guy? Are you kidding me? That's so I watched YouTube videos and skimmed the rantings, right? He, you, you heard it. He drones on and on about his unfair life and um, talks about growing up. But he talks about growing up in L.A., like being sent to prestigious schools and summer camps and endless vacations and traveling the world and was basically given, like I said, every single thing he could ever want. But I can imagine it just, it, those things probably aren't, enjoyable when you feel like you're an outcast so that's hard I don't even know what to say about that because I mean a lot of people are like dude never wanted for anything in his life well yeah but you know he probably would have rather never want to grow up in LA that's I mean in my well you and I are always quantity over or quality over quantity right like I'd rather have a few really close good friends than have. Well, and I don't have that desire to, like, want to, like, fit in. And what you have to do in L.A. to is very different than the Midwest. Right. I mean, it probably upped the game for him even more. Like, like he probably... you have to fit in. You have to be doing all of the things. I don't know that. I don't live in L.A. I don't have any experience. But from what I understand, from what I've read, from what I've heard, it's very different there. Like, you have to have mm-hmm. the right things in order to be in the right groups and run in the right crowd and... I mean, there's some fitness coaches that have moved to that area that I follow on Instagram. And it sounds pretty brutal. Yeah. Like, you got to be doing the right things. You have to be running so the, to get in the right crowd. Right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I would never make it. What's your outfit of the day, Jen? <laughs> uh. So, I mean, I imagine the pressure or maybe having the things to fit in, like the material possessions, but just not having the will. I don't know. I don't and mean people once you get burned some people once you get burned by mean people it like messes them up they can't come back Mm -hmm. no I mean we've all seen that too I mean I my heart goes out to anyone who's ever been bullied or treated like that at school I'm not that's just terrible and I'm not saying what he I mean what he did was horrible and he sounds like a monster but it's just really sad that he had to feel that way yeah I know that no, he had nobody, not even like one guy friend or anybody that could be like, man, you need to like work on right. this. Right, like, like he just... he didn't have anyone to check him, mm-hmm. not a single soul. Like he did this all on his own, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, he folded in on himself and he isolated himself, and you know, he probably talked like this because this is what he read and watched. I don't know what, I've never played World of Warcraft, but I imagine, I mean, I don't know. And then, you know, if you read a certain type of book or, maybe they talk like that. And that's how he started talking because those are his friends in his books. I don't, I'm guessing. I'm just. No, I know. I mean, once again, this is here we are, right? Trying to understand how he got this way and full of so much hate and anger to want to massacre because clearly when the police show up he knows how to put on a front and act like he's completely fine which is even scarier that's terrifying yeah oh that was a misunderstanding with my parents like he's all cool calm and collected and then they shut the door and he's on the other side like yes the laugh (laughs) oh my god i know all incels aren't this entitled thankfully many of them denounce elliot for what he did but there are still those that lift him up, right? They're like St. Elliot, putting his photo on religious backgrounds, calling him by his given self-title, the Supreme Gentleman. Remember Ugh. when you picked that out of there? So I mean, even, and I didn't write this calling? down, but there was, I found this one picture. It was on a site. I want to say it was called Redbubble, and I wasn't going to, I mean, and I bet you they had no idea. It was one of those sites where you could make your own t-shirt and sell it or whatever. You know how they do that, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is cool. So, I mean, people probably didn't even know what the hell this was. But you look on there. I mean, they took it down. 
it was a white t-shirt and it had his picture with his like him with the sunglasses on right you can imagine this 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 you know square with his face and then down in bold letters it said supreme gentleman at the bottom and people were buying these and wearing them and praising this guy makes me sick but I and then just moments I wrote I thought this was another interesting piece that I found in in my research just moments before the Toronto massacre where 25 year old Alec Manassian a former military recruit rammed his van into that crowded sidewalk of innocent bystanders the one I was telling you about at the beginning he wrote a Facebook post that read and I quote Private Recruit Manassian Infantry 00010, wishing to speak to Sergeant 4chan, please. C2-3249161. The incel rebellion has already begun. We will overthrow all the Chads and Stacys. All hail the Supreme Gentleman, Elliot Roger. This kind of copycat violence is basically what is known as going ER. That's what they refer to it as, going ER, mm-hmm. Elliot Roger. 4chan, I had to look it up because I had no idea what that meant. Is actually a website that's full of conspiracies. So this is where like all the trolls on the internet go, and it's well known for putting out like hoaxes and false information and, and things like that. He's basically glorified among the incels. Not every one of them, I will say that. Like there's a lot of people who denounce him and say he's a he was a lunatic and he was a loser and he. But there's there's always those people, right? That. They truly believe that women who deny them sex are committing a crime. And as one user wrote, the only way to fix this problem is to take away women's rights and adopt a system of equal redistribution of women. Like, holy good God, I have no words. <laughs> I'm laughing because I don't want to cry. That is the most ignorant thing I've heard in a really long time. It's terrifying. I keep saying that because I just don't know what else to say, but no, it's... I can't even wrap my head around it. I don't know. Like I said, I just pray our government has some serious undercover people to stop this from happening. My forever optimism. I will continue to think that there are people that are out there doing doing this so that I can sleep better at night. Because this is scary. I can't even imagine how people are trying to figure out going about this. I mean, there were even articles that I read where they had quotes from the police officers and people and basically they were all just saying the same thing like this happens too often this is this is really sad and and awful and there's more that we can do but nobody ever says like this is what i suggest did he upload this video to youtube Mm -hmm. before the incident Mm -hmm. how long before right before like he emailed so, so he, he sent his manifesto. He sent his manifesto, he emailed it, and then he uploaded the YouTube video, and then he went and knocked on the sorority house. So he did it all within, like, minutes. 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Because the video, he says, tomorrow. So I was wondering if he, like, uploaded it the night before. Yeah, no, so he must have created that video. The night and before. then Right, like, the day before, and then uploaded it right, right before he went on his, yeah. I, good, good catch. I just didn't. Well, because I'm just curious, like how long mm-hmm. did it sit on YouTube? I mean, talking about going right, and so slaughtering this, wasn't this one like, of the ones that house. his parents found when they sent, you know, when the when the deputies came to yeah. that. There's there's several other videos, Jen. If you would like to go watch them, they are still out I, there. You know, I got his face. It was he. He looked a little bit like I I imagined, to be honest. Mm-hmm. He wasn't completely unfortunate looking. I mean, he really mm-hmm. wasn't. He, no, not at all. I just. I don't know. But if you don't have... I mean, maybe girls... His face shape reminds me of the guy that... The stalker in you. Oh, really? Because he totally reminded me of the guy in... Oh, my gosh. What movie was Just it? Just those cheekbones. Like the... Mm-hmm. Oh, he has yeah. those high cheekbones. And the, yeah. It's funny that you say that because he reminded me of, like, the... I think it was a Satanist. I can't oh, even geez. remember. It was a movie that I watched so long ago that I can't even remember, but I know there was something like that going on. It had Alicia Silverstone in it, and so I can't remember, but this guy was, like, crazy. If I remember, he killed his whole family. It was, like, a whole, like, demonic... I don't even know. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was It was really good. I think Jamie Lee Curtis was in it, and the guy that plays in Jurassic Park. What the hell is his name? Come on. The guy with the glasses. He's really... I can't... Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of him. 
The guy that's like really smart and actually narcissistic in Jurassic Park. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. My brain is not yeah, functioning. Yeah, I can't think of him, but whatever. Oh. So that guy's in it. But anyway, I remember that movie being like, whoa. But this was a long time ago, so I'd probably watch it now and be like, ugh. But I think there's a book, too. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> so, anyway, in my research, I I tried to find some answers. I tried to find something that I could put on here to, like, suggest or to put. But I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not even a journalist. I'm just trying. I'm a concerned citizen at this point. Like, I don't even know what to tell you. So I stumbled upon a Forbes article, and in it there was a section that talked about um, the plethora of information and writings and videos that he had left behind. And it said, and I quote, The videos were one of the internet battlegrounds for people arguing over who and what are to blame for Roger's actions. Men's rights, shoddy gun control, poor mental health treatment, policing failures, familial neglect, failure to teach boys game. I think there are no easy answers and that the rush to claim this, uh, to claim his actions for a cause is ugly. So, end quote. And I agree. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't even know where to start. (laughs) Right? I mean, how do you even. But why do we have to blame someone? Everybody wants to blame somebody. Everybody needs to be held accountable for something. I, once again, a series of of unfortunate events. Mm Mm-hmm. It just snowballed. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I wouldn't even know where to start. I will say his parents did seem genuinely shocked that their son would do something like this. I I feel like I have to speak out for the family just because we talked about that. Like how, I mean, this this kid was also how many miles away at school doing his own oh, thing. Yeah. Like You don't know what's going on in college. No, no. You can ask and show up and do whatever, but whatever is happening no. there is happening. So I just wanted to say that because I know it said like, you know, familial neglect. And I don't know that that was the case. Like, from what I had read, like, his mom provided a loving home after the divorce. He loved being with her. His dad talked about going hiking so and doing really things with him. it's really interesting. So he hated all women, but probably not But his not mom. his mom. So I know they say this is, like, a misogynistic attack, but, like, usually a misogynist hates all women. Like, and there's usually, no a lot exceptions. of times it stems from mm-hmm. an experience with their mother. Right, or, but he loved his mom. Like, he had a great relationship with her. Hmm. He didn't like his stepmom, but... It'd be interesting to see how this sort of played out if he would have met somebody, like, after his angry videos. Not the rant that he's going to massacre everybody. But if he would have met somebody and had a relationship, mm-hmm. how well that would have gone. Well, what if she broke up with him? That's what I mean. Then what happens? Yeah. It'd be... Right. Because I, I feel like it's deeper than just a lack no, of female companionship. I agree with you. There was something wrong. It was, something was going to go wrong somewhere down the line, whether it was this or something else. It yeah. was just not, it was like a recipe for disaster. Um, but his father, Peter, said, and I quote, Elliot was far from evil. Something happened to him. I think that his mind was taken over by a disease. So again, like they're trying to come up with the answers or blame something or try to figure out what. I mean, because you kind of want answers, right? When something like this happens to a loved one, you want to know, like, did I do something wrong? Was there something more that we could do? What happened? Mm -hmm. Again, right? That's why we do this podcast. We're trying to figure it out. We're trying to find answers. It'd be amazing if we knew the answer one day and said, hey, this is the solution to the problem. It's not going to happen, but we can still talk about it. I will say, in in addition to this, I did some more research on Asperger's and narcissistic personality disorder because I had heard that it was a very dangerous combination. So I tried to look further into that as well. I told you, I went down like 1 million rabbit holes. And what I found were just a lot of articles on knowing the difference. Not that you couldn't have them both, but that it it was hard to figure out which was which. And again, I'm not a doctor or psychologist. I just wanted to try to understand. So what I had read was with highly functioning people with Asperger's, it said that they don't have the intention of harming others. They're mainly goal-oriented and they don't blame others. Like, they, they might hurt people by their actions, but not intentionally. Does that make sense? Like, they're not malicious. They're not trying to hurt people. They just don't. They're, they're socially not, they awkward. They're not, they don't have the empathy. They don't. They don't, right? right? So, in that way... It's full steam ahead. Correct. But narcissists... And I didn't realize that narcissism is also considered to be on a spectrum as well. You can be mildly or you can be severely. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was interesting because I didn't know that either. 
But it just says, like, narcissism is a personality condition that ranges from mild to severe. In the most severe instances, the person demonstrates sociopathic tendencies or antisocial personality, which I felt like he displayed both. When I was looking at the spreadsheet with Asperger's reactions to situations and the narcissistic reactions, I felt personally that Elliot's choices and the way that he spoke, his actions seemed like 100% severely narcissistic, and it didn't really line up as much with Asperger's. Again, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not saying he wasn't. He could have been both. But I just, I deep dove and I tried it. So if you're interested in that, I mean, read up on it. Because you may be living with somebody that has one or the other. And there's a lot of interesting articles on how to live with those people. And it seemed to me like people with Asperger's, there's really great ways to, to live with them and to help that person and to have a good, healthy relationship with them. But I mean, some of the sites that I saw was like, if you're living with a, an extreme narcissist, you might need to get out. Oh, yeah. Very dangerous personality. Very dangerous. They actually don't care if they harm you. They want to harm you. They want to hurt you. They have, it's like a whole, and as far as like being treated, it's really hard to treat. So that's. Yeah, I don't believe there's medication for narcissism. They don't know it, enough like about therapy. it. Well, and then they were just saying that people don't want to admit that they have these personality traits so it's even harder to pinpoint and diagnose mm-hmm. and like really study it because people aren't being honest does that couple. make sense no I know a couple of narcissists yes firsthand and they're dangerous so. yeah and then so I so kinda... manipulative yeah it's crazy yeah I mean just reading up on these I'm like oh my god <laughs> right I was like reading the list like holy shit so yeah you know that might be something to look into if you feel like you're living with somebody that displays some of these traits. If you know someone or you experience suicidal thoughts yourself, please call the National Prevention Suicide Hotline. I actually put down the number here and we'll put a link to it on our site. Um, 800-273-8255. They understand that every struggle and experience is different. Everybody overcomes things and recovers differently than other people. So Click on the link that we'll have in the show notes for the number, but also there's a place that they have on their page that you can visit and you can hear stories from other people who have recovered and, you know, you can find out that you're not alone, so. Important information. Yeah, so that's what, uh, this whole week has been researching, like, the insane. I I don't even know. I need, I need some sunshine today. Well, thank you for that. It was a sad, scary, eye-opening. I don't know. I felt. I feel all the emotions right now. <sighs> I hate to bring about things like this because, again, like we had talked about, we try to give you all stories where you can learn and be safe and prevent things from happening or think ahead. But, my God, you just don't know. I mean, I, I'm not telling you not go to hot yoga or go out with your friends or join a sorority, but just be mindful, I guess, of how you treat others and that you're – be yeah. that person that is... Or you might... I mean, um, we don't get to choose always their family. Or, I mean, maybe you have a friend who has an Elliot in their life. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's more Elliots out there. and They're out there. Yeah. And, I mean, as parents, like, pay attention to what's going on. Maybe your kid isn't just downstairs playing World of Warcraft or Fortnite. Like, maybe there's something more going on in the basement. Like, just make sure you double check that yeah. once in a while. and. Find out what's It'd be happening. interesting to know if, like, how his therapist or life coach or if anyone saw it being this extreme. Mm-hmm. One family friend that I had read about, and I don't remember the name because I didn't write it down, obviously, like, my notes are gone, but I, he had mentioned that he tried to coach Elliot on how to, like, talk to girls, and his dad even mentioned that he would tell him, like, it, it'll happen with time, you'll have a girlfriend, you'll have a family if that's what you want, just relax and enjoy college, and, you know, it'll it'll happen when it happens type of thing, right? He just had so much anger. He did. He did. Everything made him angry. I know. But that, that family friend had said something, and again, I... It was, I read it briefly and I don't have the quote, but he had made a mention that he seemed to have been broken from conception, something along those lines. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. We've talked about that before, though. Where there's parents <sighs> yeah. that, that have said they've never been right. Mm-hmm. 
we've always tried. We've tried everything. We've done everything, therapy and medication. And mm-hmm. that never... story that you were telling me that yeah. we need to talk about Kevin. Yeah, that book is mm-hmm. insane. And very similar situation where the mom has basically said, like, the child came out of the womb wrong and they, where they were never able to write it, no matter what they did. And it's hard. I can't imagine being on that end of it. Yeah. No. It's heartbreaking. It's just so sad. I don't even know. Well, I would love to tell you that my story is uplifting. Oh, no, it's not. (laughs) Okay. It's not. It's different. Well, the one I think I'm going to do is different. It's not. It's not about incels or anything, but it's also about, you know, college experience. So Okay. Well, that's something to look forward to. We will get off the terrorism train and we will talk a little bit more about what we were trying to talk about (laughs) in the first place, which was uh, frat and sorority, you know, houses and just different stories and things to make you aware of what's going on out there, what's happening during rush week. So you can arm your, your kids and everyone that you love with the information to stay safe. All right. Well, until next time. Yeah. Hey, until next time, get your butt over there, wherever you listen and you give us a star. Okay. Or five. I would prefer five, (laughs) not just one. Don't listen to her. Five would be fantastic. I didn't mean that. I meant like you just give us a star rating and if you have a minute, sit down and and write a review or send us a note. Let us know. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us your thoughts. We want to know. Thanks for hanging out with us at our coffee table conversation today, because again, that's what this is kind of meant to be. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.